Hello, Mississippi and abroad, and welcome to Justify Your Existence, where we talk SEC through the lens of Mississippi. I am Parrish Alford with the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal, talking Ole Miss baseball today with Rebels radio color analyst and school career hits leader Brad Henderson. Rebels won the weekend series against Louisiana Monroe, but didn't sweep, didn't play well in the Sunday game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the good, bad, and the ugly from the weekend. Before we get there, folks, we want to thank our partners at the Oxford Park Commission. OPC is looking for lifeguards at the city pool this summer. The season opens Memorial Day weekend and runs through Labor Day. Lifeguard candidates need to be age 16 or older. They need to hold a current lifeguard certification. Any questions can be directed to OPC Aquatics Director Jamie Chandler at jamie at oxfordparkcommission.com. That's J-A-M-I-E at oxfordparkcommission.com. You can apply online at oxfordms.net. So, Brad, what's up? What's what's in the hopper today with uh, Alpha Insurance, man? What's your day going to be like? Well, it's going to be busy, Parrish, because I'm going to be on the road for the next two days. So just I'm going to be contacting some people uh, that I've that I've talked to in the past. I know I mentioned it last week about our new auto program. So uh, hoping to requote some of those people uh, because this program is is extremely competitive compared to what we had. Uh, so just trying to follow up with some. Some older quotes, some older people that uh, that 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 didn't didn't uh, didn't work out last time. Just gonna follow up with them and, and see if there's an opportunity. Well, you know, following up is a good thing, man. I mean, uh, you know, new quotes, old quotes, uh, all kinds of quotes, man. Everybody needs a little TLC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, looks like uh, we've got our first round of severe weather. You know, it's it, this time of the year, man. It's like if I can get to May the first. It's like you get to May the 1st, you just take a deep breath. But uh, we know that, uh, you know, mid-March, uh, uh, April certainly are our severe weather months. And looks like we have a round coming through, probably a couple of rounds on Wednesday. Uh, does does this kind of uh, weather forecast put you on alert? Yeah, it does, Parrish. And, you know, it, it's such a dangerous time of year with the tornado season approaching and, you uh, you know, obviously uh, the claims will be up because it seems like every year we'll get some severe winds and, and trees falling. And, and uh, so we just ask that everybody be safe. And if, if, if they do have some trouble to, to call your claims and, uh, you know, get that put in so, so we can get it fixed. But, yeah, we just ask that everybody hunker down if it gets bad and stay safe and, uh, you know, call your insurance agent if you need them. Right. Hunker down, man. That's, uh, that's the key here. Um, you can't win them all, Brad. And uh, Ole Miss uh, had what an eight-game win streak snapped yesterday, eight to three loss. Played well a lot of the weekend. Really a nice comeback on uh, Saturday in game two, dominant in game one. Uh, ULM most of the weekend was was competitive uh, as we thought uh, they would be, and uh, then an eight to three win by the Warhawks on Sunday in game three got away from the Rebels there in the fourth inning. Uh, ULM puts up five runs and uh, three mistakes that I saw in that inning, two by Derek Diamond, the pitcher, one by Hayden Dunhurst. Uh, the first run in that inning, uh, I think it was the first run, maybe the second, probably the first, ULM's trying to score on that squeeze. Really two great players for those guys, Humanic uh, and then uh, Madison Holt, the uh, center fielder, 
just a lot of speed, a lot of aggressiveness on the base pass uh, from the alma mater. Uh, but but Holt and Humanick were kind of the spark plugs for them. So Holt's at third base. All right, they're trying to squeeze him. Uh, Diamond comes off, feels a bunt that wasn't a really great bunt because it didn't get down the first baseline, you know, where they wanted or the third. He just kind of went to an area where he could field it pretty quickly, and he did. But the lob uh, to home plate was really just a lob, and it was a high lob. And if he places that ball better, Dunhurst makes the tag and Holt is out. And that's a lot of speed coming in from third base. He would have been out. It was a great play until the lob. Uh, then I think uh, next batter up. Of course, when you do that, everybody else is moving around the bases too. It's not just uh, not just home plate. Uh, next batter up, they're bunting or what was bunting? Yeah, they're trying to bunt the runners ahead. And uh, Diamond goes to third and just makes again. He's ahead of the runner. A good throw and he's out. And it's a great right. play. That was just right. a mistake on the throw. But uh, the play you and I were talking about off air, Dunhurst uh, earlier in the inning. Um, has uh I forget the batter might have been human okay there's a strike three uh Holt was breaking on the play going to third base okay uh but Dunhurst didn't feel the ball cleanly so the batter's still in play and uh he went to third base where he had very little chance to get Holt instead of taking the out at first and Brad I saw those three plays and I'm thinking here with these two sophomores do they make these plays? Do they make these mistakes right now if they had gone through an SEC season last year? What What do you think? Yeah, there's no doubt that experience – I thought lack of experience uh, played a huge role in yesterday's loss. Now, credit credit the Warhawks. They, they, they battled at the plate and they did what they needed to do. But I, I thought initially <clears throat> when Mason Holt let off the inning with a double, Ole Miss had a two-run lead. It was two to nothing because Tim Elko had hit a – home run in the bottom of the first. And uh, so Mason Holtz on second, nobody out. And and the Warhawks, their game is speed, bunt, hit and run, steal. That, that, that's their game. So you knew it was coming. And uh, so they've got pro- arguably their best hitter at the plate, Humanick, and, and we throw strike three, and Hayden can't block it. So the ball kicks away from him. And 99% of the, I mean, he knew probably to throw the ball to first base. I, I think he just got caught up in the moment uh, and didn't realize that first base wasn't occupied and just just kind of made a boneheaded play, you know, tried to throw Holt out, who runs really well. I don't know if he throws anybody out because the ball just skipped away from him too far. Um, but if he picks that ball up and throws it to first base, you've got one out, runner on third, a two-to-nothing lead, and – no big deal. Uh, but I, I thought that was the key play that kind of started the entire inning and it just snowballed. And then after that, like you said, that the botched safety squeeze that Diamond, looking back on it, probably should have flipped with his glove, but he tried to transfer it to his hand with a high throw. And and then uh, obviously the, the bunt played back to Diamond. It was the right play to go to third, but he threw it up the line. And you're right. I mean, they haven't had to go through those scenarios. And they won't go through many of those simply because we're not going to face a lot of teams that are a, a bunt and run. And, a, you know, once we get to, to league play, it's 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 really big, strong. You know, a lot of teams are molded like we're molded. Uh, but, yeah, the pressure got to us. Uh, I'm glad it was 
Monroe and not Auburn. Uh, you, you hope that we learn from it. Um, I, I know it's got to be frustrating because, you know, on Saturday they ran a, a first and third uh, double steal type type deal and and we we couldn't we couldn't uh we couldn't we we got the out but not before the run scored and they did the same thing to us on sunday so i know that was frustrating for them but you know we it gives us opportunity to work on some things before we head into conference uh but yeah i think the lack of experience of being in those situations uh it made a huge made a huge difference there, there's no doubt would we have won the game yesterday i don't know but it's a different game if, if we leave that inning down a run rather than down five to two. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and these kids collectively still haven't played a full season. You know, uh, they played 17 last year and they played 15 or 16 this year. So every day is a learning experience, and, and yesterday was a, was a tough one. Yeah, I thought ULM, I thought they would be competitive. Uh, they were better than I thought. I mean, that, that Friday night game, uh, 10 to one, or or what have you, I thought, mm, here goes the weekend. It's going to kind of be one of those, but it really wasn't. Uh, you know, the Ole Miss bullpen right now, Taylor Broadway, Brad, I think the body of work is there where he's hit or miss. He's hit or miss right now. He can come in and be really good with those mid-90s fastballs, or he can, uh, you know, give up a couple of hits. And, uh, you know, I think he'll he'll come around. I still think he's the best option in that situation. I mean, when you can uh, – you know, uh, throw with the power and strength that that, uh, that he has shown, uh, that's good. And uh, you, I think you're going to be better more times than not. But I think he's still kind of looking for consistency. So they they lose the lead uh, on Saturday, uh, come back and win it in the ninth with uh, Kevin Graham's uh, home run, uh, his second game-winning home run in two Saturdays. Uh, it's good for those guys right now to be in games like that, don't you think? Yeah, no, there, there's no doubt. Uh, and they'll take a win any way they can get it. But you're right. I mean, in a normal – what I call a normal scenario, you bring Broadway in in the eight to get six outs, up, up two or three runs, and nine times out of ten, he gets you out of that situation. And, it, again, I, I think the leadoff walk there in the eight yep. hurt, and his strike strikeout-to-walk ratio is off the charts. You, you don't – expect him to come in and walk a guy and he was close you know he, he just missed on a club, couple close pitches and it happens but after that they didn't bear down and and uh and get out of the inning so you know again am i worried about it no uh do i think max Chofi being out hurts a little bit sure it does uh because he, his stuff is really good uh and he's been through that fire you know he's a veteran guy that's pitched in some huge situations but Hey, you know, he had the surgery and he's out several weeks and they're going to have to deal with it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Taylor is is for sure our guy on the back end of that bullpen. Um, but, again, credit, credit ULM. They, they competed uh, and they seemed to get the right guys up at the right time. Uh, but then there in the ninth, we had the right guys up on Saturday at the right time to win it. And I said this on air yesterday, Parrish. I, I told David Kellen this. I said – and this was before – the fourth inning uh, before we fell behind. I said the, the two hardest things to me as a coach uh, when I was coaching to do in baseball were uh, sweep sweep a weekend. It's just hard to win three games against the outcome yeah. who you're playing and, uh, and sweep a doubleheader. And, you know, we didn't do against, uh, we didn't do that against UCF. 
Um, but but it's it's just hard to do. I can't explain it. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't think the guys get lax. I, I really don't know why it's hard to do that. Uh, but yeah, you know, they went two out of three. I know they probably don't feel as good today as they would have had they won yesterday, but in, in the whole big picture, uh, you went two out of three and, uh, and, and you get on a bus and go to Ruston. Which is going to be a difficult assignment. Uh, that's not an easy midweek assignment over there. Those guys just knocked off of Arkansas on Sunday. So Arkansas, uh, wasn't able to, uh, sweep a similar opponent. Now people in Ruston, Louisiana would cringe that, uh, I call them similar uh, to Louisiana Monroe, but uh, but I I do, um, you know that'll be a, a two strong, two tough games I think uh, for Ole Miss on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Going back to Broadway, it's strikeout to walk ratio, man, that you're talking about there. That's one of the things. Uh, if you're not walking people, you're you know you're pretty good around that strike zone, and and some good hitters are going to find pitches that they can put in play. I don't see him giving up screaming rockets right now. Uh, one of those one of those hits uh, by ULM in that uh, in that eighth inning uh, was uh, uh, just kind of an up the middle thing. It was right behind Gonzalez, and a run scored when Gonzalez was going to cover the bag. You know, that yeah. that kind of thing. Th- yeah. Those things happen. So uh, you know, still uh, you know uh, the the very best uh, option for Ole Miss in that role at at this time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that bullpen changes when Chofi comes back because it's clear that uh, that that they could use him right now. You know, yeah. an inning or two, just uh, some some big outs that uh, that he knows how to get. Offensively, Brad, uh, the Rebels got the the grand slam from Tim Elko on Friday. They were able to extend that lead uh, on Friday. Uh, they did not extend leads really well uh, Saturday Sunday. Um, what what are you seeing from the offense right now? Obviously, Elko continues to hit well. Kevin Graham had a big weekend. Um, what what are you seeing with men on base? Yeah, with men on base, they, they they weren't as good as they have been. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, obviously, that showed. But I think the thing I was encouraged about was, you know, they're, they're finally showing signs of, double you know, double-digit hits in games. You know, 10 hits, 12 hits. Uh, they had 13. I don't remember how many they had on Friday, but it was double-digit hits. Uh, they, just, they just didn't – they shouldn't get those two-out RBIs that we're so used to seeing – on Saturday and Sunday that, that made those games closer. Uh, but you, you look at, I thought Leatherwood had a pretty good weekend uh, in the whole body of work. I thought uh, Ben Van Cleve had three hits yesterday, who was coming into the game hitting about 194 uh, and left hitting over 300, you know, because the body of work for Ben is, you know, he hadn't played as much because he hadn't swung as well. So, uh, you know, I think the production at the bottom of the lineup was a lot better. Uh, I think obviously getting Peyton back, getting to move Gonzalez down in the lineup in the six or seven hole has obviously looked really like like the best thing to do. He had several hits on the weekend, uh, including the home run. So I, I think offensively it's starting to come together. Um, I just think there were some situations Saturday and Sunday where we just didn't get the big hit. And I don't know – you know, Tim hits a towering, just a monster home run yesterday in the bottom of the first. And and I don't – wind's blowing out. And I don't know if it maybe got in their head. And, and, again, I'm just seeing – being a hitter, sometimes you get that in your head and, and you look back and they had 13 fly ball outs yeah. in the nine innings. Um, I, you know, again, I, I don't know if they get it in their head that, that 
if you get it up, you got a shot. And, uh, you know, we hit some long fly balls that didn't get out of the yard uh, and ultimately just didn't put a lot of pressure on, on ULM yesterday. What did you think of uh, ULM's pitching? Because, you know, normally what uh, what I think uh, Ole Miss fans expect and, and what I would expect uh, just kind of watching through the years is that you get a uh, a Sunbelt team coming in, uh, one that was projected fifth. Now, I, I felt like they were a little better than that. I, I tend to keep up with them as, a, as an alum a little bit more than most people. I, I knew they were going to be pretty competitive, and I, I, I heard uh, – as I was driving back uh, from Denham Springs on Saturday, I heard you and uh, David on the radio a lot talking about Michael Federico and uh, and his background at Southern Miss and and just kind of really the growth that seems to be taking place in under his leadership in the ULM program. So I expected them to be competitive, but I didn't really expect basically four relievers yesterday because they were in that ULM bullpen. Ole Miss was uh, into that bullpen in the third inning. I tried. And, and they were able to trot out four relievers that held Ole Miss to one run. Um, didn't get the big hit. We, we talked about that. But what, what did you see in, in quality of pitching from uh, the Warhawks yesterday? You know, I, I, they throw strikes, number one. You know, uh, Ole Miss has been so accustomed to – and you've seen it, Parrish, getting 7, 10, 11 walks a game. You know, they, they just are hit by pitches. And I thought uh, – I thought that – Warhawk pitching staff competed. You know, they threw strikes. They challenged us. Uh, looking back on it now, I think the probably the key to yesterday's game was was taking out Tyler Lean in the third inning uh, because you know we showed obviously on Friday uh, that we hit left-handers pretty good, and and Tyler Lean yesterday was a left-hander, and I thought we our swings were really really good off of him. And so, you know, Fed went to his right-handers, and uh, we had a we had a heavy, or what I would call Ole Miss was was stacked pretty heavy with right-handed hitters, and uh, and and they just shut us down for the most part. You know, they they gave up their hits, but when it was time to uh, kind of bear down, they did that. They made quality pitches. I thought, and I even mentioned it on air when they got to, we went to a lot of full counts. Uh, against their pitching, and then they made really good three-two pitches, whether that be the strikeout or uh, you know a fastball low and away that a hitter really couldn't do much with, and uh, we hit a ladies late kind of lazy fly ball, and they'd get out of the inning. So I thought I thought them going to the right-handers early, um, what well, was a big move because clearly the right-handers on Saturday were good against us in, in a six-five loss for them. So I think that had a lot to do with it, you know, because. When they throw a right-handed, we're going to stack the lineup with, you know, six or seven lefties. And, uh, you know, Ole Miss just didn't get it done. But, again, credit them uh, for for kind of keeping us at bay. Yep. And Chatagnier, I didn't think, really showed any effects of a a sore hamstring like uh, he was running and and, and making plays and and had some nice hits and things like that. The mood of Gonzalez, you talked about that last week, moving him to the seventh hole, that looked like that – did pay some dividends. Let's talk about the the pitching a little bit. Gunnar Hoagland on Friday, just uh, 14 strikeouts, just a, a dominant performance from Gunnar. I thought Drew McDaniel uh, did himself well in in his Saturday start. Uh, what did uh, what did you see in the pitching? Yeah, same thing. I mean, Gunnar was was dynamic, uh, and and you expect that. You you've come to expect that now every every week from Gunnar. Uh, 
And then, yeah, I thought Drew, Drew McDaniel was fantastic. Uh, gave up three runs and kept us in it. And, you know, on a normal day, uh, you, you hope when he comes out, we're up eight to three, you know, and, and we weren't, but he kept us right there. And then, you know, Derek, it's, it's a little misleading yesterday because I don't think Derek was bad. I just think once that fourth inning started and started to snowball, uh, the numbers were kind of skewed. You know, I, I thought Derek's stuff was pretty good. Uh, but again, you know, you had the mental error by Dunhurst and then the two physical errors by, by uh, uh, Derek Diamond, and he just put himself in a hole that he couldn't dig out of. And that goes back to what you and I talked about earlier, just the lack of experience in those situations. Um, but it's a learning point. Uh, be curious to see if Doug's back this weekend. Uh, you know, there's so many question marks right now, and – Obviously, with Drew throwing on Saturday, that I don't know if he fits into the midweek role, you know, with two games. I, I just don't know. I asked Mike postgame yesterday who would start today, and they were going to talk about it as a staff and, and come out today with a uh, starting pitcher for tomorrow against Louisiana Tech. And it's it's uh, it's two games to get through against a quality opponent, not uh, not just one, as is often the case. So it would be a big uh, – Midweek challenge. Uh, okay, so they have that challenge coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, Brad. Uh, the non-conference is, is almost complete. Auburn coming in Saturday – excuse me, coming in Friday as uh, as SEC play begins. Uh, what do you think the Rebels have accomplished so far? Are, are they prepared for conference play to start? You know, I think they are. Uh, you know, we talked about the COVID year last year. Well, everybody's got that. You know, I, I think the the – the thing that hurts Ole Miss is they're so young. You know, they don't – other than Graham, Elko, and, and Bench, this will be a lot of these guys' first time to play conference. So, they're going to have to grow up quickly. Um, but but I think what what has – what's kind of going in their favor is they're, they're uber-talented. And uh, I think they can overcome some mistakes. I, I just think they need to continue swinging the bat. Uh, obviously you need those starters to be really good. Um, and you know, we, we play an Auburn team that's going to be talented, but has shown some signs, uh, where, where they're, they're vulnerable, you know, Boston college came in there and beat them twice last weekend. And, uh, you know, they, they've lost to some, uh, some mid majors. So I, I don't think we're going to be overwhelmed, uh, by Auburn. And I think it helps when we get them at home. To, to, to start. I think that's a huge uh, advantage playing at Swayze now that the restrictions have been lifted. So uh, I think it sets up well for us, um, but but they'll have to play well. And it doesn't matter who you play in conference and it doesn't matter who, really who you play in non-conference. They didn't play well yesterday and ULM was a better team. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think Mike will have them ready to go. You just got to stay focused on these two games Tuesday and Wednesday and then, uh, and get ready for, uh, for the weekend. Folks, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Justify Your Existence, where we talk SEC through the lens of Mississippi. Uh, you can find our work at djournal.com. Click on that drop-down menu on the left, scroll down to the Ole Miss page, and watch the stories flow. We're on Facebook, Ole Miss Discussion with Parrish Alford. Lots of good things there. And visit OxfordParkCommission.com. Support our friends at OPC. Thanks for being with us, folks. Come back and join us tomorrow.